Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hello. Oh, that's it? Remember, like, I fell off that one time and that was it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I want to I wanna bring it back, but, like, it really... The way I just forgot about it, that, that wasn't, that's not typical of me. So maybe I, I'll bring it back. I, I want to feel inspired to do something because every week just put too much pressure on me, even though there's billions of songs that have been written ever. So I could just pick one. But like the fact that Kid Fury on the read does it like every week, a different thing he comes up with, even if he does it like a second before the sh- they press record, like that's still very impressive. Good on him. Not for me. Okay. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I guess news this week. I mean, there's really not much news this week. Um, besides, I'm sure folks have seen the Pinch and Zuckerman situation. Oh, yeah. Yikes. I know. I was like, dang, even, even you saw that. Um, right. So those of y'all who are not <laughs> familiar, um, this past week or so, there was um, a virtual symposium called the Starling Delay Symposium on Violin Studies um, that was hosted on uh, at, at, or rather by, because it was virtual, uh, by the Juilliard School. Um, and amongst the guests giving master classes was Pincha Zuckerman, who, if y'all don't know, is a violinist who has, you know, been around for a very long time, definitely considered uh, one of the leading violinists, I guess, whatever. I'm not a violinist, so, I mean, of course, I've heard of Pincha Zuckerman, but, you know, I'm, he, he's not really my bag, because it's just not what I be doing, but, um, has, you know, performed with a lot of names that you might know, Isaac Stern, Isaac Perlman. You know, that's kind of his his circle. Yeah, I mean, he was like, he went on tour with talking stuff like that. Yeah, like a, a big violinist. So he had a um, a master class that he did, um, a master class in both violin and racism. Mm-hmm. So, um, basically, he was teaching two uh, young sisters um, who were um, Asian. It says in here that they were half Japanese. Um, and of the, among the comments that he gave them, he said that it was almost too perfect. Um, and he wanted them to add, he wanted them to think a little bit less about being perfect and and a little bit more, um, about phrasing. He said a little more vinegar or soy sauce. First of all, I'm like, I do a phrase. Literally, what are you talking about? And the fact that it it didn't stop there, I was just like, "What are you doing?" Like, and I I don't remember. It doesn't say exactly how old they were, but they're like, if well, first of all, it doesn't matter. But nobody should be going into a learning experience and being treated like this because right. he went on to all kinds of all kinds of stuff about um, how they need to sing it to be able to play it and talking about. I know in Korea they don't sing literally nothing to indicate that they had any connection to <laughs> Korea. <laughs> like what are you talking about the fact like, that you just assumed listen. that that was very strange to me like when i was reading it i was like why would you just you just pick a country and that's the one and out of everything like, you said why gotta like, be soy sauce 
like what are you talking about and like one of the girls was like yeah so not korean over here <laughs> and he was like what he was like well then what are you like like that was the only option <laughs> this is this is just absolutely insane and just goes to show how many people uh how many of y'all really living under a rock we literally have been um discussing discussing um anti-asian racism like it's literally mm-hmm. been at the forefront most like very very recently but also since this freaking pandemic um because the people because y'all just are very insensitive and ignorant um and yeah has just gone on to say like oh well in japan they don't sing it either first of all what the hell do you first of all it's not true let's talk that <laughs> but also racism is not you know so like you can't make sense out of nonsense but the fact that um that you have students going into a learning environment and having to not only play the violin which is hard as heck but um but also having to ward off racist remarks from somebody who literally will would likely see no consequences from this who's checking pinchas zuckerman yeah he will get no who's stopping his checks he um he apologized right and that's it something like that let me see what exactly what it said because the, the next because the will, will hire him and if not here in the right States, and i don't the rest of the world and i don't know what his um in juilliard's apology it says that he apologized but i haven't seen a direct apology from him oh, because juilliard refused refused to um because he probably he probably don't think he did anything wrong yeah but juilliard refused to put the tape up with the rest of them um but so this was coming from people who were there live and saw it but yeah they they released a, a statement um so uh from juilliard and the symposium itself and it says unfortunately we will not be posting the video of friday's final master class with pinchas zuckerman uh who in the course of the class used insensitive and offensive cultural stereotypes those remarks did not represent the values of the symposium or the juilliard school we have addressed this issue directly with the students involved and with mr zuckerman himself who has uh who was a guest engaged for the symposium um, and has offered his apologies on behalf of the symposium in the school we sincerely apologize to all attendees and again extend a personal apology to the recipients of those comments so it looks like he may have issued an apology to juilliard i guess but yeah it and also you with your you have a agent you couldn't even at least let your let your agent craft something half-hearted like yeah i felt like he probably just looked at the situation and was like i'll be fine and it's right unfortunately he is right because he's gonna be at the next school uh next week and after that and after that because the only thing that that stopped y'all from hiring james levine was his death so (laughs) and placido domingo old ass still getting stuff ain't nobody i don't okay and we all know what just happened who just who just got out the slammer this past week so yeah we'll say that for another time mm-hmm. i mean it won't affect him at all, especially like a huge name like they t- they care more about name and and talent than they care about actual people in this field so girl i made the mistake of going over to the facebook comments oh that's always a mistake yeah always a mistake well, i'm gonna go over there and see i mean i'm always disappointed but i am curious so 
Yeah, and somehow, and somehow, somewhere, y'all always bring black people into it for whatever reason. Had nothing to do with us, but yep. how? Y'all Girl. are Houdini. <laughs> no. Not us over here. What's that? You know that Nini uh me. Now what I had yeah. to now what did I do? <laughs> yeah, right. How do I get into <laughs> it? You see how I get thrown this stuff? I ain't even did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very curious. I want to see how they did that magic. Dang. Like, That's how you know we the main characters. Cause we was over here eating our food. It's very ghetto, but you know, classical music, loving it. See, I'm, I'm a contact miss, ma'am. Did they really name the violinist? Who, who the? Yeah, it was a pair. It was a. They were sisters. Cause you know, if you like me, I record everything when I play for somebody. I got me a tape. Mm. This is hate. Sister, sister. <laughs> Yikes! He probably don't even feel bad. He went out. He went out to dinner after. Literally, probably does not understand why people are upset. Yeah. Does not see what's what's wrong with that. Like I, I, yeah. Because if he didn't before that, like, what are you doing? I, like, it was just very, very obvious. And when somebody and when somebody is not aware of something that's that obvious, it's just kind of like, well. I mean, might as well just write. What's he even? Doing? I mean, just let him write it out. He, he ain't far. <laughs> I I mean like that but I did You know what I mean Yep Right that's it That's all Costco we got going on Yep racism Business is huge So embarrassing Ain't got nothing good going on Nothing Somebody get a job Nobody Okay Maybe well, so next week. Mm-hmm. Well, that dude Kyle got his doctorate. Mm-hmm. I did see that. So that's good. Shout out to Dr. Kyle. Wooten. Period. I was going to say period. And I was like, all right, this is dragging. <laughs> Intermission. <laughs> <laughs> Intermission is going to be uh, short and sweet because as soon as I remember what it. Oh, okay. What has been bringing you joy lately, Delaney? We literally just talked about the fact that you was going to ask me this question and I forgot. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it was only 10 minutes ago. This week, I literally forgot that it's my job to do the intermission. So, um, here we are. I'll go first while you think about it. What has given me joy this week? Today, I washed my grandma's hair and I was like doing that because it just feels like like I wash and braid it and I don't know it's a cute bonding experience and I think it's kind of cute like kind of like circle of life type full circle type thing like my grandma's never combed my hair though ever she used to comfort me when my mom threatened to cut it all off because I used to be tender-headed but were you te- was I tender-headed or were you just rough-handed um but yeah I just I just I always enjoy um doing that so that brought me joy this week, I also listened to my body and did not run myself to the ground with my instrument. Because um, I've been going kind of hard uh, lately, and I was able to do that this week. And I've learned to listen to that. Because if I push through it and keep going, um, then I always 
have consequences mentally after. So instead of playing for six hours a day this week, I did like two. And I'm going to suffer for that later, but you know, um, I feel a lot better. So that's good. I'm still going to, I'm going to get dragged. Um, but that's okay. We move used to getting, used to getting, um, dragged in lessons by people. I don't mind getting dragged by lessons by people who are qualified to drag me. I'm just going to say it like that. What? Would you give us an example of who might not be? Not you being messy. What that might, what, what, what that might look like for you in your current life? I feel like that's unnecessary. I felt that's unnecessary. Well, mm, lots of things we talk about on the show are unnecessary, so. Well, no, because everything is necessary. Care to. From the moment we turn the mics on to the moment we turn Care to elaborate? You know, but I just want to be sure we're conserving energy. You know, I heard um, Mm. in, in New York they're asking to conserve energy, and we all are in this together. So, I felt the shorter the episode, the more we contribute to the environment. So, your turn. Girl, <laughs> um, I'm looking around like. Uh, now you looking around in your apartment trying to figure out. <laughs> it's not that my life has just been so terrible, but I, it's just I don't have a lot going on right now, or in some of the things. Yeah, I organize my books, which brings me joy. Um, I don't yet have all of them here with me, so that doesn't bring me joy. But, um. I did organize them. And they look cute. Oh, some of the packages that I got that what that when I was out of town and I was afraid that they might not be here are all here. But that's probably just because they were too heavy to steal. Um, and yeah, there's really not there's really not much going on. I'm just chilling. Period. Finding rest. <laughs> yeah. And I'm happy that um, oh, I'm happy that the heat wave is over in the Pacific Northwest because that was oh, is hellacious. it? Yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's much cooler. It was like the high was like 73 today. It's great. What the heck? I mean, I went outside. Yeah. It was like around that, and I'm like, okay, come on, Chicago, because I don't want to go to Memphis. It's gonna two be days ago. The high was 109. As- so. Yeah, it's quite breezy today. I know when I go to Memphis, it's gonna be as hot as Satan's booty crack. So, all right, um, literally, it was ninety degrees in May. <laughs> like I don't know what's com- what's waiting for me when I go back. And everybody complains about how insufferable the summer is. So, can't be nothing good. Is this your first summer? Dang, you just got there, huh? I don't know why it seems like you've been there forever. Where'd you get there? You said what? I said, when did you get there? August the last year. I don't know why I said you've been there. I felt like I thought it was like your second year. <laughs> Time means literally nothing. Like literally nothing. That's why you like, like what made you happy this week. This what? <laughs> like. I remember my VL teacher from undergrad was like, the older you get, the faster time goes. And I was like, all right, that's not true. And now I'm older and I'm just like, it's already July. Um, I already spent a year in Memphis. It's been almost three years of classically black. Time means nothing. Literally, you blink your eyes, it's the week is over. <laughs> it doesn't make 
any sense. Like, why is time going by so fast? But also so slow sometimes. But we move. Like, we move it fast or we move. Period. All right. Well, that was cute. Ready to move on? Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. So today we're talking about the Olympic trials and everything that's been going on and also like basically over the overarching idea that a lot of these spaces are not conducive or welcoming to black people. So we're going to talk about that and connect it back to classical music as we always do. So we, you know, we might start a little left field, but we're going to be back. We're going to be right back where we were just, uh, stay with us. So, Basically, the founder of gymnastics, Simone Biles, has been in the news um, <laughs> a lot lately. I saw somebody on in the TikTok comments. They were like, um, why does Simone have to do the Olympic trials when she is gymnastics? And I thought about that. And I was like, literally, I understand formality, right? Like, she has to do it, right? But honestly, sometimes you could just not. But there's literally no point. There's no point. So Simone uh, has a lot of moves made, named after her. She also debuted this um, new move. It's not a new move, I guess, but no one has com- competed it at um, any competition called like the double. It's a double pike off the off the vault. I don't know. I'm not gonna get into it. This is not a gymnastics podcast. And basically, because she. Because she did this move that no one else, literally, even even the in men's gymnastics, d- doesn't want to attempt. They have scored her the same score as as they would any other vault, even though the difficulty is so much higher, which doesn't make sense, right? So we're seeing right. a lot of like a lot of these things, a lot of uh, these things done towards her, even though she has really pushed the envelope on the sport and redefine the sport and she just has to go along with the okie doke because there's literally nothing she could do about it like she has pushed the boundaries of what gymnastics is and they are penalizing penalizing her by scoring her the same as they would score a normal ball or sometimes even lower because they don't want anyone else to attempt to attempt it because it's like too dangerous so we're going to talk about um the ridiculousness of that (laughs) as well as um spaces not being the olympics in general and some of the stuff they got going on and how this pertains to classical music and how and black people therein um so the olympics got a lot of uh a lot of stuff going on because you hear that they're not allowing black lives matter um to be there in any way like in mass or things like that Y'all really just whatever. I feel like there's not there's not too much to say there because it's just like y'all know what y'all are doing. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm really tired of people like misunderstanding Black Lives Matter and like and like politicizing our lives and just making it in just of course not getting the right idea of any of this. It's just like especially like I feel like the reason why they had to make this so explicit, like you you know, black people make the Olympics this year. Like, I actually am quite pissed at the Simones um, being Biles and Manuel, as well as Shakari and all the other black people that are literally forcing me to be patriotic. 
I don't enjoy it. Um, I think I feel like it's anti-black, but like okay. <laughs> I will be there, USA, when she start flipping and jump. Mm, I'll be there, Simone Biles. Yeah, I don't even know. If I, don't, I don't even know if I can say. They'd be like, yeah, I don't but you know what I mean. Like I'm Team Simone, Simone Biles, yeah, and like. Black people are there's like a lot of black people to I mean we're talking about Simone Biles. I was talk, talk about uh Jordan Childs who'll be doing the same mm. stuff that Simone be doing they, they train together. So she's mm. she's another one that's coming up the pike and so the, I feel like it's just like really like a slap in the face, like I th- I don't even stand I they must not be thinking about it like how we be thinking about it because I don't even ex- understand how you're supposed to perform well there knowing that like your blackness is not being honored. They probably used to it. I guess. Yeah, I mean, being in gymnastics that long, they probably, they probably disappointed but not surprised. Because I feel like the only way that blackness has been affirmed in that space has just been by black people supporting supporting black athletes mm-hmm. you know like and and because like all that stuff that people um are posting about like about black women at the olympics is like made by black people that's not the you know not the olympics celebrating black excellence at the olympics mm-hmm. and i i see little stuff on tiktok about like team usa might make a video about simone biles but i feel like it's to the point now i feel like why even so many so many people are on board with Simone. It's one they don't. She's literally the greatest gymnast of all time. They there's literally no denying that. So, mm-hmm. but they're also able to say that without saying black. So I feel like that's why people. So many people are so. I mean, the, my personal opinion. That's why so many people are comfortable being like, "Oh my God, greatest of all time." They don't have to be like the 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 greatest black gymnast. They don't have to be like the first ever because that that was like a Gabby Douglas conversation. Um. Mm. So I feel like that's also it, and also there's like I said before, there's simply no denying her her level of expertise. Like there's literally hasn't been anyone before her uh, to do it. But um, okay. So when we talk about oh, also did you see the thing with the swim caps? Yes. Um. So basically, athletes are not permitted to wear swim caps that that is designed for natural hair. Um. <laughs> I'll link the article so you can you can read more about it, but it's actually kind of crazy because it's like small manuals, you know, places first in the Olympic trials. She going to Tokyo, and now it's like, oh, figure out what she's gonna do with that hair, girl. And this is like really backwards. It's like really backwards. But like, what are y'all doing? Like, what? Are, yeah, and this is just like how when they tried to ban Serena's castle. Oh yeah, y'all just y'all just be making up, just stuff. making it up. Like literally just pulling stuff out of a head. Just to shut us out. I don't understand. Um, so when we were talking about this earlier, it's kinda like this kind of we had this discussion earlier with Joey as well about what do what do black people do in these situations? Like do we stay like do we stay in these spaces? Do we make our own spaces? Um like what do you think? What are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, in a lot of, and I feel like in a lot of situations, 
especially like once you get to more niche uh like professional goals or just industries a lot of people feel like they don't have a choice and it's also very irritating to have to build stuff from the ground up so it's really up to like I don't know I feel like it's kind of just a pick your poison type of thing because a lot of times you may feel you may yeah build your own stuff but you are building stuff that you might you may never see in your Mm. lifetime and that no one will ever see because earth is dying but that's another conversation so um or there are some people who choose to stick it out because where else are they gonna go yeah i feel like especially like you talk about someone like and any any one of these athletes um but using the example of simone like why would she it's like you might as well go to the olympics like you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. why would why would Simone with her talent? Not saying there's anything wrong with it, but why would she? She one her one of her goals was to go to UCLA, but it's like, or you can go to the Olympics. You could, you yeah. know. And it's like there's really no other out. And it's like, yeah, why don't we start a Black Olympics? But why? Right. The Olympics is a Black Olympics. I, I mean, it really is. I mean, it's for surfing right for now uh, right um and also i don't don't i don't think that black people should have to create their own things i think that's i feel like black people should do that if they want to not out of necessity not at this not in not yeah. in 2021 right because we've been doing it for right. how long yeah and it's like you yeah it's like what what are her options so he's like you just gonna not go to the olympics and then, like, in our cases, what you just going to... There's certain things that you literally... You just must do to advance in classical music. And it's like, what you're going to do, just... You can sit around and not do it. But then you got... um, You have to be prepared to not... In, in a lot of cases, be prepared to not achieve what you, sought, what you set out to mm-hmm. achieve. And I remember there was somebody who I would not name, but there was somebody... Um, who has had a you know a job in classical music who kind of said that like well just leave the job like if you if like if it's just that much like just just leaving it's like people should not have to give up everything that they worked for and everything that they wanted everything that they have like aspired for just because y'all are too racist to to have a an environment that is welcoming and accepting Mm -hmm. of everybody that doesn't make any sense like yeah you could just get up and leave but is that that's the goal yeah i'm also like imagine like working your way all this far just to just to be like yeah i'm gonna give it up yeah like what and do yeah i mean even simone said it she was like um they're scoring me low and they know that and there's literally nothing i could do about it that that just that just really sucks that really sucks yikes because i mean like what do you i mean what do you do you have people you have people i mean it's just like classical music you have people on the ground who will do the moving and shaking and you have people in the institution well how much how much can she do from inside right i feel like and that's why I think like I feel like all the black people in these places we just need to have like a connect uh, like a caucus and just talk about it and like because we're all fighting the same battle doesn't matter it literally does not matter what you're doing classical music ballet 
dentistry, gymnastics, track and field, like literally the medical field. Everybody, everybody's doing the same thing. Corporate America, everybody's having the same conversations. Do you, how do you, how do you fix it from the inside? You can't. What do you, what do you do? Do we just not enter these spaces? Do we start our own spaces? Everybody's having the same conversations. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of disheartening because it's like, where can we go that black people are allowed to just, to just be? Right. And they spend all the time built or structuring something to try to prevent you from succeeding. And then when you succeed anyway, but then they still, you know, do whatever they, whatever mental gymnastics they need to do. Um, in Simone Biles' case, she still succeeded, but they, they still going to score her lower as much as they can. Um, then we'll gaslight you. Right. Into like, whatever. Like you see, um, like, because there are plenty of us that are that are incredibly phenomenal musicians and have you know made it into to great heights, but still, those people have gone through so much, and in a lot of cases, some people will use that success as a reason to negate everything that they've gone mm-hmm. through. Sometimes those people themselves do it, but that's another conversation. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, "Why? Yeah, they call me the hard R and backstage, but why can't you? Yeah, like, that stuff is so <laughs> whack. I, just like we talk about this all the time." It's just, I think in general, wanting someone to go through something because you went through it is just very whack, and I feel like you just need a mental evaluation because it's just like, I hate that. I mean, even my even my grandma today, I was um, <clears throat> my cousin Monica got her first job as a camp counselor, and she, I was I made a joke. I was like, well, because she was I guess like when it when it rains, like her parents will drop her off at work, but it kind of puts her on her butt because like sometimes they can't pick her up, so she got to walk do like, like a two mile walk back to her house. And you know I don't be doing that because like my mom spoiled me, so I don't be walking. I'm not doing more than five blocks, and that's a reach. Um, oh it's bad. <laughs> my mama was dropping me off at school. My, you know, if you ever came to Evanston, you saw where my high school is. You would literally laugh at me. My high school is like a half mile away. I'll get a ride every morning. Cause my mom is going that way anyway. Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, if it work out with your literally, schedule. and she had she passes. It's just like you got she coming this way anyway type vibe, so you might as well. Um, but I made a joke. I'm like, well, I had to ride my bike in the rain uh, to to work when I had my first job as a camp counselor. And my grandma was like, well, if she don't know a little bit of hardship, then she's not gonna. I'm like, if her parents, both of her parents drive, why does she need to know hardship? What is wrong with her getting a right? <laughs> what is wrong with her getting a ride? <laughs> and I feel, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't. And I feel that. like, I mean, not to put my grandma down, I feel like it's kind of it's ingrained. Like you have to struggle, which I feel like it's a balance. Cause like if you don't go through anything at all, now you you, you can't get a ride at thirty. You have a mental breakdown. I guess right. <laughs> I don't know the balance. I'm not a parent, but I just feel like it's whack. It's just such whack behavior to to want someone to go through struggle because you went through it. Yeah, yeah. I I get into arguments about this with Nikki all the time, which is really strange because neither one of our children exists but i'm very (laughs) but i'm very much like i don't want my kids to go to school which i stand by that i've dealt with too many teachers who talk out their necks teachers are underpaid and overworked do not go talk to my child like that but and also i think it's unethical for kids to be at school all day that's just my personal opinion you have the rest of your life to be at a job all day i feel like you should be a kid and i feel like you should not be up at two in the morning studying algebra two at the age of 15 i think it's whack that's personal yeah. opinion and 
Yeah, that doesn't make any Mickey sense. Mickey on the other side of the spectrum is like, well, school is fun and that's where you make your friends. I'm like, can they make friends in gymnastics? Children's church? You can't do it there. And this idea of like, well, you know, like the lessons I learned in school, like I apply to the real world. I'm like, I don't want my child to learn grit through bullying. <laughs> like, I don't want oh, like gosh. so it's it's like the same type of thing. Like I just think it's I'm not calling Nikki whack. I'm just saying that like I just don't I went through it so you shouldn't have to. Whether it's in classical music and I'm dealing with my students, whether it's these hypothetical children I'm talking about, whether I'm talking about my cousin, like it doesn't matter. I feel like if you go through something, I think it's very whack to expect somebody else to go through it. For novelty. Yeah, be mad because your kids are are having it easier than you. It's like wasn't that th- the point of you succeeding? So the, your kids can have a better life and their kids can have a better life than they had and whatever. Like but people be mad. They be jealous. They 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 have not healed from what they went through. Yeah. And are like upset that other people that for whatever reason they don't want to make it easier on the people that come after them. I be telling my kids so many Sorry. times I'd be like, I really want you to get this now so you don't have to learn it the hard way. Like yeah. the way that sometimes me and my students be working on the same stuff. You know how hard it is, Liz. Don't drag me, but you know how hard it is to leave a note and c- play another note and go back to that same note. That mm, that sa- has note. the same. I'm not talking about like, of course, it generally, yeah, they're both F's. I'm talking about the same F. Not in the ball. And too many people let me get away with with that for obvious. For for, I mean, sometimes you know there was a they're bigger fish fry bigger tofu fry, you know but right. like that concept i just be like i don't want you to get so far and have to go back and keep working on this like that must be the same i'm like it's it was like a little it was i'm like yeah it was like a little bit too low a little bit i wanted to be the same sing it because it's like i don't think it's wag i'm like i have i have all the answers I, I had to go to undergrad. You know what I'm saying? I had to take auditions. Why wouldn't I just tell you everything you need to know? So you, like, right. duh. I don't, <laughs> duh. It's just so, this makes sense. Like, y'all are weird. Anyway. <laughs> what, is you, what is your opinion on, like, I feel like it's a, it's a circular thing because it's like, Black people should take up space and be in these spaces, but also shouldn't be, but also shouldn't be if they don't want to, all type of stuff. Like, what do you, what do you think? I don't think everybody just needs to lay down. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. Like, that's what I want to do. That's what I wish for everybody else. I just don't understand where any of this is going, if we're being honest. But... <laughs> that's just because i'm tired and life just keeps happening um but on on a actual note because my personal life has nothing to do with this um yeah it's just hard it's just it's just very hard to see the end Mm -hmm. of this and i feel like a lot of like a lot of it is just like i said pick your poison because we talked briefly about this like it's really not fair for us to we have such limited options, mm-hmm. you know, and su- such limited good options. Because, like, for example, we all know, we've talked about it here on Classically Black, that classical music has been very limiting 
conservatory life and just like the curriculum and the faculty and all of that is very limiting um the scope of what classical music is is very limiting so if i'm considering i'm considering going to grad school and there are certain things that i'm looking for in terms of faculty in terms of curriculum in terms of where i want to spend my time and my money and a vast majority of if if I'm going to be hard and fast about those things, a vast majority of places do not have them because a vast majority of these institutions do not care about creating an environment or building an environment that is um that is even like welcoming to people who want to study black music or people who who care about or value black mm-hmm. music and it's like it sucks because for us like you spend all this time of your undergrad just trying to adjust in addition to just being a music student which is hard enough um and then you the only schools with either it's mostly just the funding but like put any of the schools with the funding or the wherewithal to hire a black professor or two um or have you know all of this what they would consider niche what i would consider core um curriculum about black music it's like you as a black person need to be on you need to be perfect needs to be a perfect applicant because you can't just apply widely i could get a degree in double bass performance from a bunch of places a mm-hmm. bunch of places and studied nothing but white men but if you want to do something more than that your your options are uh like the size mm-hmm. of a pea. Um and it sucks because we are we're so limited um in what we can do not even just for where we spend our time and money but where we where we go and are able to care about our mm-hmm. mental health. Because that's something that you're going to be that you're battling both undergrad and grad school and then you make it out of undergrad and now you got to now I'm I'm just really trying to be uh strategic about that because I'm not it, I don't like to waste time or money. But at the same time, now you're stuck between a rock and a hard place cuz people want you to have a master's degree. Mm-hmm. So love that for me. Yeah, so I mean, I was a kind of like in a different I was a little bit in a different place, but now that I think about it, like when I was when I was applying to grad school, my only concern was, <laughs> I, I just want to go to Eastman. Like, that's kind of like, once that lady said Eastman, I was like, period, when we leaving tomorrow? Like, I was like, I'm getting to that school by hook or crook. But, um, and I just thought it was so cool. Like, once I, um, she told me about Eastman. She's like, I think you should look at George Taylor. I'm like, oh, I've never heard of a George Taylor. So I'm gonna go see what that that means. So, so I went on the website I'm like this is a black man and I was like okay period but now that I think about it my my the school that I was um also considering excuse me was Ohio State and that was like that was actually before before I wanted to do to study viola anyway I had already visited Ohio State I was like, period, I'm going to get me a string pad master's so I can study conducting and study viola. And the teacher was black. And so I feel like either way, I had a situation set up 
I was gonna work with George Taylor, Juliet Whitesmith. And um I feel like if I was applying to grad school now, I would have made that probably would have been more at the forefront of my mind, like, let me um see if I can find me a black teacher, but also my undergraduate experience was um very different. Like I had I had a pretty good time in my undergrad. I would I just needed someone supportive who was gonna get me to where I was going. I think that's what I was that's what I was focused on. George Taylor ended up being a tree. I was like, Oh, if he rocking, I'm rolling. So mm-hmm. But I, I mean I totally understand that with like the mental health aspect. I didn't consider mental health and music uh until way later on. Right. I mean until my until it was too late. So <laughs> when we we move. Right. Because we must, not because we want to. Literally because we must. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, Chile. Well, this was fun. Oh, (laughs) what? Oh, we're not even done. (laughs) Um, My bad. That reminded me of, of the meeting we had last week, and I was like, so we're done with this? And you were like, I wasn't. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was so out of it. I was like, oh, now that's not even doing anything, just talking about it, and that's enough. Um, but this uh, idea of, like, picking your poison, I find myself um, going back and forth with a lot because of this whole orchestral thing I want to do. I mean, I don't really see it right now, but, like, when I decided to fully – be like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna have a little orchestral thing. I got some people who believe in me. Like, let's go with it. Because it's like, I know these spaces are not conducive to black people. And like, obviously, this is on a spectrum, I believe, because I think if I had a fellowship with the Rochester Symphony for the Rochester Phil, for example, it would be a very different experience than I have now. Um, I think the, um, it depends on the orchestral personnel, it depends on um the city it depends on the mission of the of the orchestra all that stuff but <clears throat> i'm not going to act like i don't know how this works and like yes it's a spectrum but it's a very small spectrum they all do the same thing they they finna play your beethoven and your this and your that and they're gonna act like they are trying to be very diverse like i'm not i'm not dense um so this this idea of well should i be in this space or should i f- make my own way and i think I find myself straddling the fence where like I make it a point to perform black people and I have I co-host classically black and I do ISBM and I balance that with the fact that I think that I should be in that space I feel like I deserve to take up space in in that in that place and I think that black people should be there um so yeah that's kind of where I'm at in my in my own thing with with that and i'm not so much where to simone to, to, the, to the extent of simone biles where she's like we kind of kids can't do anything i'm gonna say something i'm gonna say something mm-hmm. you know like i'm i'm gonna say i'm gonna say a little something i'm not gonna i'm not gonna just i'm not gonna lay that with my hands up not saying that she is but um this idea that we can't do that i mean we could do something we could try to do something i'm gonna try to do something but Understanding that it's a it's an uphill battle. Right, vertical. <laughs> Ooh, Chile. Well, I'm realizing 
there's really no new information on this. Like, I'm telling you, the frustrating thing is people love making it look like stuff is getting done. So once once we can get past that, once we can get past conversations, right? Y'all mm. love a conversation. A panel. So. Let's hear all the ways that we're not doing what we're supposed to do, and then over and over again. Love that for us. But you know, woo! Surround it out. Not just surround it out. We good? Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. This week, I am talking about Brianna Sinclair. Sinclair. Oh, is it Sinclair? It's Sinclair. Sorry, sis. Uh, Sinclair is known for making history with her performances as one of the world's few transgender sopranos. Sinclair is the first trans singer to perform the national anthem at a professional sporting event. Um, she performed at the San Francisco Giants um, versus the San Francisco Deltas. I don't know how sports ball works, but you know, I'm happy for you. Um, she received her master's degree from the San Francisco Conservatory of Music as the first trans woman of the opera program. Um, she was described as a vocal powerhouse, and she's also the first trans performer to sing with the San Francisco Symphony. Recently, Sinclair also sang the national anthem on CNN's United Shades of America. Uh, she moved to New York City to pursue music education and vocal training at the start of her transition. And during this time, she faced a lot of um, employment and housing discrimination, so she was homeless for a bit of time, but it taught her about the realities of that trans people go through. Um, and she says applying for jobs and getting denied on the spot or people telling me that they were not comfortable with me working, people gawking at you on the street, disrespecting you. And she's like, I'm just trying to live my life. But this motivates Sinclair to, pers- uh, to persist in the pursuit of a brighter future for LGBTQ plus individuals. And she's hoping um, that she can show people to have pride in, as an achievement to have pride and to through her achievements my bad um as an openly trans artist um and to spread public awareness for the trans community so i saw her sing and i was like okay like um (laughs) so i'm gonna link this article that i read about her and just congratulations to you and everything that you're doing your talent and like just being an inspiration to everyone shout out to you brianna period sis um okay my piece this week i'm gonna go ahead and say the elgar uh serenade for sure oh, that piece slap so i feel like I, that's yeah i feel like it came up in my in my little rotation recently so yeah go listen to it if y'all have not very pretty also the voice i got a um serenade too it just slap too it's hard to play though i don't like music to be too hard Someone tried to insult me with that. You know who it was. So, uh, Wendy Williams, Jace, tried to insult me like you just don't like because it. it's hard. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what <laughs> the heck? Yes, I don't like it because it's hard. What the like? That is a person. That is a perfectly reasonable reason not to like a piece of music. It's good for you that you like a challenge. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not saying it's good to listen to, but I have to play this now. I don't like it. 
Like, music be so good until you make it hard. Like, why is it hard? <laughs> why can't it be in first position in D major? Right. Because that'll give me enough trouble, in, honestly, so. You said what? Because that'll give me enough trouble, honestly. So. I mean, because when I tell you, your finger got to go in the same spot, up and down. No. Viola gets harder and harder. I just don't understand. I don't, I don't, what are we, what are we doing? Anyway, thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you <laughs> I don't, what, what episode is this? 139? I still don't know the name of the show. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellence suggestion, or an intermission suggestion, send it to Classically Black Podcast at gmail.com. If you're black, join ISBM. It's free. IS Black Musicians on social media, isblackmusicians.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye.